Live to work, not work to live. Let's talk about it. Hey, my name is Sarah, and this is Burton House, a podcast for random trains of thought with a tad of goofing and gabbing. I hope you enjoy, but if you don't, please try to. For the past four years or so, um, I've been just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. You can probably ask any of my friends, and that at least comes up in every conversation where I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's just always happening because I'm always trying to figure it out, um, whether I'm doing the right thing or the wrong thing, which always ends up, you know, just working out. Um, But it all started, you know, when you get out of high school and you're like in that in between of going to college. Um, and I, I moved to my college and I was like, oh man, like I should, I actually have to figure out what I'm doing. Um, and just from then on, I've just been trying to figure out, uh, it really has not stopped. Um, and I hadn't stopped to think about that. I haven't stopped to think about that <laughs> until I read a piece of the book Loveology by John Mark Comer. He wrote, we were created to work, but not just any kind of work, to work for, hum- work for human flourishing, to partner with God, to make a garden-like world in which humans can thrive and God can walk with his people in the cool of the day. He goes on to say, I believe God calls pastors like myself. Um, he's a pastor, if he didn't know. And God calls architects and artists and accountants and stay-at-home moms and baristas and mortgage brokers and on down the list. We need a full spectrum of vocations for Eden, not just spiritual vocations, whatever that means, um, but every human on the planet doing what God made them to do. If you really want to, you know, know more about what he has to say, because it's just really good stuff, go ahead and read it yourself, because I think it's for everyone. So I'm going to kind of break that down because that's the whole of what we're really talking about today. Um, So what is a calling? Um, John Mark goes on to talk about the word vocation is from a Latin word that means calling. I'm like, okay, what does that mean to me? Um, So I go to Google because Google is awesome. I search up calling. The definition is a strong urge toward a particular way of life or career, a vocation. And I'm like, okay, I just said that again. So then I break that up more. So I look up the definition or I look up synonyms for urge. Um, and synonyms for that are like recommend, advise, encourage, suggest, advocate, and support. I grew up in church, so the first thing that comes to mind are the two greatest commandments because that is, you know, it's like Jesus urging us, advising us, encouraging us um, to do these. And, you know, if you you aren't Christian, you ain't read the Bible and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm done. Pause it. End. Don't do that um, because there's some good stuff in here. And it's not just for Christians. Um, and it's just, you know, even though it's in the Bible, it really, it really hits different. So just bear with me. Um, with anything, you need to know the answer. Um, so you go to your best source, 
your best source. Just like if you were looking at the definition, you go to the dictionary. Um, so I go to the Bible for tools of life because that's what I need all the time. So I'm going to what the Bible has to say. So let me, for the two greatest commandments, when this is talked about um, in the Bible, I'm going to try and lay this setting for you. So there's these dudes called the Pharisees. They are always out to get Jesus. They are just trying to catch him slipping, which he isn't doing. Never has done it. And so they're trying to catch him and poke him and be like, yo, what, what about this? And so in Matthew 22, 36 through 40, one of them is like, okay, watch this, guys. And he's like, teacher, which is the great, the greatest commandment in the law. Um, and he said to them, said to him specifically, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law, all the law and the prophets. So that's the end of it. So he really did a mic drop because they were trying to catch him, be like, oh, he's just going to say, love me, everything for me. But he's like, no, even though that's great, amazing, you're supposed to love your neighbor just like yourself. And that's as equally important to loving him. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, they really, you know, they can't guess his next move. Even if you aren't Christian, you can't deny how important loving others is. You know, the golden rule, do unto your, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Or, you know, do uh, things to others of how you want to be treated. So let me kind of break that down a little bit more um, if we haven't already um, done that enough. So if our calling is to love others altogether, how are we supposed to do that? How do we decide what to do to fulfill our calling? And what is our live-to-work perfect scenario? So I'm about to introduce you to the very professional and definitely not made up whatsoever um, guide by Sarah Burton. And it's called How to Do Calling. Um... This is all from personal experience, um, and I'm preaching from the choir, not just saying like, oh, you're supposed to do this. Like, this is stuff that I have done or am doing, but I still struggle with um, doing, so please don't be like, oh, she's like the holier-than-thou person. No, I'm not that. I have probably failed at every one of these, but I've done it right at least once. So the first step is don't make it difficult. Like, obviously, um, think about what you like and what you're good at um, and how that works with our calling to love people um, and just to be around people and love them like we love ourselves. Um, and some for some of you, that may be hard because you would be like, bro, I don't love myself. But I think we all love ourselves in a certain way. And it might not look the same for everyone because I have and have been that person. I've known people and have been that person that's depressed. And you're like, well, I I don't care. But there has been times where you do love yourself. Um, 
in that times where you're depressed and you don't love yourself, please don't don't be going trying to give, you know, take care of yourself. Um, example, though, get back to it, Sarah. Um, don't make it difficult. You know, when I first was like sat down and like, okay, well, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, I thought of things that I love and I love to be creative and I love animals. So I'm like, okay, how do we break that down? So creatively, I went into photography, like fabric arts, DIY, anything I could really get my hands on just growing up. Um, I've made gifts for people and photographed like important events, whether that's like engagement, just couples, events themselves. Like, I don't know. I haven't ever done a wedding, which is surprising, but maybe one day. Um, I photograph things to show people. Um, and then, you know, that went into like communicating through media and, and sharing um, stories, which, you know, became something that's so important to me is spreading you know, stories and showing the world because not everyone can share them to everyone. So being able to do that through photos or just media. Um, but for my other love, which is animals, um, I just love every animal. I love them all. Even if, you know, love is uh, a hard word to dissect because some of them I'm, I love others more than others. And, you know, because like I'm like, OK, well, a snake, dope, love a snake, but a dog, love a dog you know um so I go into working with dogs to do that for a while I meet the owners I be kind to them and make pleasant make it a pleasant time um for their dogs I show that I care um and that is just you know a not so difficult way of doing my calling um so step two is go out of your comfort zone man you know, if you haven't found something yet and you're like, I don't even know. It's hard to to be, do calling by age. Um, you can't really. Um, but if you haven't found something yet, man, you know, go to your comfort zone. Go skydiving or something. Um, try new things to see if anything speaks to you. Um, try something that you usually wouldn't say yes to. Usually that's what it takes um, to get out of your comfort zone, really. Um, you can't get anywhere by standing still um or staying still unless you're like on an escalator or something but even then you're not staying still um that's debatable we can have a conversation another time another podcast but for example getting out of my comfort zone skiing love skiing it was like this is great i love doing this for fun then i decided to do it competitively competitively and let me tell you, that is some of the scariest nonsense I have ever done because you are in this suit that is like skin tight, like I'm wearing spandex in this frigid weather and I'm going down this like, I swear it was just straight vertical 90 degrees down to the ground. That's what it felt like. And you are just flying down this hill, trying to go as fast as you can, cutting through ice and... You know, I was like, you know, man, I tried it. Great. Not for me. I love skiing, but I realized it was more of a hobby. Um, and I love just talking to people on the lift um, and just having that time for myself. And so, you know, I tried that. I'm like, cool. Not the greatest thing. And you live and you learn, you know. Um, step three, try again. Um, you won't be great at something right away you know it's 
practice does not make perfect. We are not perfect human beings. Practice just makes it better. Um, keep trying if you feel it's like something right and that, that you love to do. For me, uh, that's been graphic design, which has been a new thing in my life. But at first I was like decent at it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But as I started to do more of it, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just guessing. Um, so I actually had to sit down and, you know, read books and watch YouTube videos and learn about how I can be better. So I know what I'm doing um, and know what I can be better at. So just, you know, keep trying. And I, I think that's really important, especially if you're passionate about something. Step number four, throw your plans in a trash can and burn the trash can. Like I'm talking burn it, throw it in the lake. And then go to the lake, burn the lake, evaporate the lake, cast spells on the lake so the trash can is gone. And that's the name of step four. Um, but in all seriousness, there is one thing I know, um, and it is that nothing ever goes the way you think it's going to go. Even when it does go the way you think it's going to go, it's not exactly. And it's very rare that it goes exactly the way you're like, oh, this is going to go, you know, especially big plans. Um, you know, I grew up wanting to be um, a special education teacher. That was like my goal for my calling. Um, and then that went into trash can, burned it, um, didn't work. So I went into photography. And I'm like, oh, this is dope. I love doing it. Uh, kind of trash can burned, still do it, but it's more of a hobby and do it sometimes career but then I went into I was like oh I gotta do journalist um stuff that's kind of what I want to do we talked about earlier love sharing stories trash can burned it and then I was like oh I'm gonna be a dog trainer because love dogs trash can burned it not doing that and then now I'm doing communications and I love that not trash can burned it but I was, you know, I'm slowly getting closer, less trash can burning to what I love to do. And right now that is graphic design. Um, and that's just how I've been reaching people and continuing my journey. And, you know, I can tell I'm on the right path or the path of God, really, um, when, you know, I'm reaching more people and it's just doing so much for me and for others. Um you know, I think it's important, this step specifically, because God keeps us guessing. We literally, you could have your whole life planned out, and it will not go that way. I guarantee you. It's just not how it works, because if that was it, we would be God, and that is not it. Um, step five, make sure you are on solid, gr solid ground. The people you associate with affect everything around you. Even if you don't think it does, it does. Um, from just very small things of your habits to the way you talk. Um, so small things of like how you talk to big things like habits, I guess. I think one thing that I've heard a lot of society criticize, which is a very, a very distinct line between this, is criticism. Um, I think it's really important for our people who are close to our friends um, or mentors to call us out on our crap. Like when, you know, when we're not doing the right thing. But I also think there's a difference between like bullying or just really hurting someone's feelings. Like, you know, really use your gut to discern that um, or talk to someone that you actually know is good for you 
and ask them what their thoughts are. In Galatians 6, 1 through 2, um, it says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you be lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So, I mean, it just says it right there. Do it kindly, which I think a lot of people are like, criticism has to be harsh. No, it can be kind. It probably will hurt in some case scenarios, but as long as it's making you better, I don't think it's bad. Um, but I, again, there is a line, you know, you can't be like, you have to be better. You have to do this, you know, be, you know, take it step by step, be gentle, patient. That's it. Um, that's number one for this step, I'd say, but also just make sure they support you. Like actually, um, I think it's so important that our friends support us and, uh, example, uh, I made, what did I do? Um, Oh, I started graphic design and one of my friends is like, hey, can you make a tattoo for me? I'm like, heck yeah, I'll make a tattoo for you. And then she like paid me for it. And I'm like, wow, thanks for the support. That really helps. That's awesome. Um, so stuff like that where it supports our passions and, you know, what our callings are. Or another example is when I made my first podcast, you know, if you can't just like buy something from someone just share it on social media that is literally the easiest thing you can do and just getting coverage i think um getting what's the what's the word exposure exposure that's a, that's a huge like that's almost like money truly um step number six know what you think it's easy to take everyone else's opinion in, especially when there's so many people you're around and they're just like, oh, I think you should do this and this. Um, and it's hard to know what's actually your opinion. Um, people know us well as well, so it's not bad to take an opinion, but I think, you know, knowing what's your opinion first and then going into asking people versus just asking people. Um, and, you know, there's different scenarios where it's like okay like I have no idea I need to ask people but then figuring out your own opinion not just based on people um but don't let that be like your only voice I think it's really important to listen um to God's voice in my in my life um but also just to mentors and people that actually know what they're doing um no one knows exactly what they're doing all the time but like people that have experienced something and are like yeah um I think one of the most important things I've heard, and this goes for so many situations, is um, ask people that have nothing to lose and nothing to gain from giving you uh, advice or from their advice to you, I guess, which is the same thing. I just said the same thing. Um, I think that's that's so important. Um, an uh, example that I have um, for me is fasting. When I do fasting, um, it really just makes way for God's voice, um, in my life. And so, you know, when I need that clear advice, that's what I do. Um, for you, it could be something just like sitting outside, taking a moment where it's actually quiet and it's not just so much noise. 
Um, Because I know just noise in general, but also noise of voices um, can be very distracting. Uh, Step number seven, throw it all in a blender. Like I'm talking the smoothiest smoothie you've ever smoothied. Um, Mix all your gifts. You know, sometimes you might be like this. I don't know how this is supposed to work. If your gift is skydiving and also scuba diving... I don't know how you can mix those, but mix them. Do it. Learn. Um, one example I have is my love of dogs and photography. I literally was like, oh, uh, what am I supposed to do? And you might be like, Sarah, you photograph dogs. That's stupid. I don't know why I didn't think of that. But I started doing it, and it's just so much fun. And just seeing, like, the the owner's faces once they get them, like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And it's so simple. But it's like it means the world to people. Um, Step number eight. It isn't the last call. I think it's really easy to to be like, oh, this is what I put so much time into. Um, This is, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. Or like I've put four years of school into this. um, And so now I just can't go back. That's too much to try again. You know, I... I think it's so important to realize that now, especially we're convinced that we have to be like a doctor by like uh, 30, which is like stupid because people can do that. But like, I don't know, some people just do something and they're like, I don't like this. And then they go back to school and then they have their career at like 40. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I, you should love what you do. And I think if you learn that you don't love it by your fourth year of college, just do it again. And it's like hard for me to say that because I did drop out of college. But for someone that college is not horrible for, do it again. Um, or learn, learn something else that is not college. Um, step number nine. Uh, oh, wait. Before that example for step number eight, like I said, like I was doing dog training and I was like, this is it. I'm done. Like I can't do anything. You know, I've wasted too much time. But then God opened a door for me to do communications. And that just that's now everything of my life. Um, So it really is not the last call. Step number nine, actually, Um, instant gratification is not the way Um, I think it's really easy for us to be like, oh, I want to do this. I'm going to do it. Now is a time for me to do it. And we get ahead of ourselves. Um, I've done that so much with like projects and things where I'm like, oh, it's this is such a big project. I got it. But then realistically, I have to think, Sarah, you are a procrastinator and you also don't like to do that much work. Um, so I have to break it up. But um, don't spend all your money on something when you don't even know if you like it yet um example when I did skiing we bought all this stuff and then I realized I was like I hate doing race skiing so then we had to sell all my race skiing stuff um and that's just it happens mistakes have been made and all these mistakes have been made but I figure it out so this is why I'm giving advice 
Um, step number 10, money does not equal happiness. Great. Sometimes people love being doctors and they're like, I just make money and that is uh, amazing. And I love doing that. Um, but not everyone loves being a doctor. So it's not smart to go into something you don't love, especially if you're just doing it for the money. Um, I think, you know, there's always a way to make money um, in different areas of what you love. And it might be harder for others, but, you know, deciding whether you your happiness is having that big mansion um, and doing that, which I really don't think is the the way to be happy. Like I said, money is not equal happiness. Um, you know, if you talk to a millionaire, they're like, yeah, money's cool, but like it's not their their essence of their happiness. It could be for some people, but I really doubt it. Um, unless they're narcissistic or something. Um, now I'm just judging. JK, don't take any of what I just said. But know that money does not equal happiness. Do what you love. You know, what I'm doing right now really does not have a m- lot of money. Especially in ministry, you do not make money. You just I do it because I love it. Um, and step number 11, which I've had a hard time doing during this podcast, is take a breath. Um, a lot of what I just said can be really stressful, um, because it's like this list of things that you have to check off. I know a lot of people and I myself am one of them sometimes when I'm in a good situation or state of mind, I guess. I have this list and I have to check it off and I have to go through a list and do this first, then this, then this, and this. But it can get so overwhelming. Um, so take this list and think of it as like, uh, steps to a staircase but I just took the staircase and I completely just like demolished every step from another so that's just like slices of steps um and just grab the pieces and build it like how you like um in the order that you like or throw one out try another um I think it's really important that we're all different we there's things that are good for all of us but I think it's important to be like well that doesn't work for me I'm gonna do this um stuff this is just what I found has worked for me um you will jump in every direction on this list and like I said skip a few that's just like how we are wired as human beings is not to do everything exactly the same and to do what we think is right uh we make mistakes and we learn uh that that's all I have on this which is kind of crazy um because in my first podcast it was all scripted like, I had written out all my thoughts rather than having thoughts written out small. So I actually can talk about them. Um, but this is good. I'm having a great time doing this. And my cat, Toulouse, is just, she's lounging. She, I don't even think she knows. I just made a podcast. But truly, I think that she thinks this is her world. Because she she just does not care that I'm a human being. She's like, no, because I run this house. Anyway, that's a completely different uh, tangent. But the real question is, what is Toulouse's calling? I think her calling is, if I'm going to assume, if I'm going to assume I know my cat, I would say her calling is to put, put my pens places where I don't know. The amount of pens, and I think I hide them really well, or I put them somewhere where I'm like, there's no way 
she can find this and hit it. And then I go look for it and it's not there. And the, I'm talking like good pens, like ones that I'm like, this is this is my writing pen. I got to hide it. She takes it somehow. I swear she has to have thumbs because there's no way she's doing this with like her two little paws. Imagine with me, like two little front paws. And she's just like putting them together and grabbing a pen and just carrying it somewhere. She has to be doing this. She has to be fooling me. Because I don't know where they are. And my apartment is not big. It's a little studio. And there's not much space. And I clean all the time. So I pull things, move it. I don't know where they are. Anyway. So I think that's Toulouse's calling. But thank you so much for joining me on this little adventure. I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Burton House. If you are looking for more fun things, make sure to check out Burton House on Instagram, Facebook, and whatever else kind of media there is. See you soon.